Into the wild I'll go and into the wild I am It's been a while, freedom child Since I left my roots back home Into the wild I'll go Into the wild I am It's been a while, freedom child Since I left my roots back home Welcome to the Free Birth Society podcast. This is a radical space for women who are ready to celebrate their autonomous choices in birth, motherhood, and beyond. Together, we'll learn about wild birth through personal narrative, we'll explore the politics of birth, and we'll analyze everything that relates to our lives as women from a feminist perspective. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. It's been a wild freedom Sister, is birth work your calling? Do you long to witness and support the awesome power of women as we make life, form kinship, and transform the world through undisturbed mother-centered birth? In your most expansive vision of your life, are you the authentic midwife of your community, walking in total grace, reciprocity, and trust with women through the sacred portal of pregnancy and birth? then our groundbreaking Radical Birthkeeper School is for you. It is an immersive, live, intensive mastermind in all things authentic midwifery that will give you the blueprint and guidance to launch a life-altering, world-shaking Radical Birth brand and business. Think Birth Business Mastermind, life-changing coaching intensive, deep dive into all things birth, step-by-step roadmap for serving women authentically, and the wise woman initiation that you have been dreaming of, all rolled into one epic program that will change your entire life. It is time to become the lighthouse that guides women home to ourselves. Head to freebirthsocietycourses.com slash radicalbirthkeeper now to claim your spot and say yes to your calling. Today on the show, we have Natalie from Australia sharing her story of the journey to free birth with her second son. After finding the Free Birth Society podcast in her early postpartum days with her first baby, Natalie vowed to set herself up to embody her prayer of free birthing her next baby. When the time came, Natalie had a truly wild pregnancy and shares with us how she faced the fears that were surrounding her and how she protected her energy and birth space fiercely and entered the vortex of birth to roar her son into the world. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, me too. I know you have a a pretty rocking story. So why don't you take us to wherever it begins for you? Mm. Okay. So I think it begins with my first pregnancy and my first son I free birthed my second son um and with my first 
pregnancy, when me and my partner walked into that, we were very much well on the way to this kind of wild, sovereign, um, you know, undomesticated life. And when we were going through that pregnancy, we decided to um, go through a government-funded program to have a midwife present. So what that meant was that it was a free service. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in Western Western Australia at the time. So in Australia, I think there's a couple of, or maybe three or four places where they have these government funded programs. And so it's a free service um, and you get to choose a midwife to have through your pregnancy and birth. um, And you can have them at the birthing center or at home or whatever. However, what comes with that is you have to have, you have to tick all the little boxes. Like everything has to be, you know, perfect or whatever this like grade a pregnancy and that was pretty easy for me um but there were still definitely things that when I look back now caused me you know the tiniest things that caused me so much stress and I remember walking through those things and being with my partner and just being like there's got to be another way there's got to be another way and at that point in time it was like well the other way is to hire a private midwife home birth midwife and you know pay that money and then we don't have to go through all all of this and well but you would still have to go through all of it yes but I think in Australia like with this specific program um if you have a private midwife there the little things that I went through that they were picking on what what wouldn't have been a problem yeah I mean I know what you mean but I, I just mean like private midwives in Australia still have boxes you need to tick and like you still have to perform right and can easily get risked out and they're still a part of the system it's not the like which I know you know this I'm telling other people it's not the like utopian alternative that it might sound like absolutely yeah so anyway we went through you know pretty easy pregnancy and an incredible it was still an incredible empowering beautiful life-altering birth um at home in our little apartment and um yeah he I, I gave birth to him in the water and it was very I am very thankful that the midwife that we have had was um you know, she was respectful of our decisions and she was very hands-off. Like I didn't even know she was there during the the birth, um, the last few hours of his birth. And then kind of skipping to postpartum, I had a beautiful baby boy. I was very, like, we were very happy, very connected. Everything was just amazing. And um, as I was just saying to you before we started recording, I must have been like six or seven weeks postpartum and I had my baby on my chest one day my partner was at work and I was scrolling I must have been scrolling through Instagram and I came across the Free Birth Society Instagram page and I was like oh what's this this is interesting obviously I was so into birth because I just had this you know transformative experience and so I started listening to the podcast and I remember my partner came home that day and I was just like starry-eyed and he walked through the door and I was like, oh my God, you have to listen to what I've been listening to all day. And he was like, what, what is it? And I just remember it was like this huge light bulb moment for me and something I'd never considered previous to um, listening to the podcast. And I just, I remember listening to the first episode and coming away from it and like looking down at my baby and just looking around the place where he had been born and being like, that's, essentially that's what I did but I had someone there and in the long run that person that was there 
that system that was there caused me unnecessary stress. Like I totally, like it was just me and Zach, my partner the whole time. Like it was just, and then it was just me. Like I birthed my baby. Of Of course course. I did. I would say like, you know, probably the other distinction worth mentioning is the work that happens, which of course, you know, this, cause then you went on to have a free birth, the work that happens when a medical provider is absent is uniquely distinct, confronting and, and a whole realm of responsibility in and of itself. Right. So yeah. like, even though the midwife didn't do anything, she was still there in the JIC. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that is great. If that's what people want, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Right. Um, but that piece that's quite like intangible and yet so massive to the choice to birth without a medical provider. Um, I, yeah, I would say is like the other kind of obvious. Yeah. Cause of course you Absol- birth your own baby, of course. Yes. And absolutely. And I think that that was like, um, when I then went, started going through my second pregnancy with my second son, Oki, I just remember feeling you know, obviously going through that whole process and remember, yeah. you know, walking through each step and and particularly the birth and recognizing how much of my power I had given away because I was respondent to this person that would I knew was going to come into the space. Mm-hmm. And I, as I said, like I didn't know she was there the whole time, but I do I did know when she walked in the door and I do remember that feeling of like, I suppose, relief. And Mm -hmm. upon reflection on that, I was looking to an outside source to gain this like, okay, now it's safe to birth or now it's safe to whatever. And um, that was something that obviously came up for me a lot during my second pregnancy, which was a completely wild pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's completely normal and first time mom, like feeling that sense of relief, you know, there's nothing like what, you know, when the midwife rock walks in, I just want to be clear to people listening. Like there's nothing, neither you or I are suggesting that that's like bad or that yeah, anything like that. But I think the, the really interesting push around free birth is what would it feel like to not have that? What would it feel like to lean into want versus need? Right. Like I might want people there, but there, there's no needing. And yeah. Yes. So how, and I also love that you got to experience such an epic birth that wasn't sabotaged from a midwife, you know, and, and it sounds like a midwife who was really willing to be hands off. And, um, I just love how many different avenues there are for people to come to free birth because it's not a trauma story. It's not, um, it's actually like quite the opposite. It's like, oh, I literally didn't even need this person here. How cool is that? Yeah. So how did your partner take it in? So my, like just on board straight away. Um, Yeah. He, he is the eldest of three, uh, of four, sorry. And his mum free birth, uh, sorry, home birthed all of them. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. Um, so he, and when he was seven, when his first sibling was, um, born, so he watched his mum home birth, all of, all of, yeah. So when I, you know, so what happened after, you know, I got introduced to the podcast around six weeks into these stories. And then when, um, my, when Tallow 
my first son was three months old, we had packed up all our stuff, moved out, out of our apartment and um, like road tripped across the country to move over to Queensland, which is where we are now. And so on this trip, we, which our child slept for like the whole way, bless him. He was such a good sleeper. Um, we listened to episode after episode after episode <laughs> and we would just sit there in the car in silence and then we'd, the, the episode would finish and we'd speak over it. And it was just like, you know, our baby was three months old and we were like, wow. okay, this, this is it. Like next, next pregnancy, like Whoa. that's, it's, it's done. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And so then we, when we came to Queensland, we just, I guess like, you know, as well as free birth again, we just kept kind of continuing to walk away from society and to find our own way. And, you know, we were like young, very young parents and um, just, you know, started learning about all the things like unschooling and like, okay, that's something we're going to do. And just continuing to further ourselves, we were building we had bought an old school bus and we were building it into our home um, and our plan was to travel throughout Australia in that. And so that's what we started to do when our son was one and a half, we moved into the bus and that's actually where we fell pregnant maybe a year after, no, being in the bus for a little bit, not, not even that long, we fell pregnant again. So we had our little toddler, um, and yeah we fell pregnant just before he turned two and we were just out in nature all the time like out in these national parks and just in uh tropical north queensland so like far out from mainstream society and i was going through this pregnancy i spent the first three months of my my pregnancy at my mum's house and our car was parked up because i was so um like unwell and so yeah you do not yeah like road trip in a bus oh yeah. god yeah <laughs> so yeah we we bunkered down for that and um Talon Talo and Zach would just play outside all day and then we got back in the bus when I was like 14 weeks pregnant and we spent my whole pregnancy in out in nature together in the bus and it so it just felt like the wild pregnancy was just mm, a natural wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a wild pregnancy. And then you're like going to an office 40 hours a week. Like, you know, it's like yeah. actually wild. Yeah, <laughs> it awesome. was. I think, um, obviously it brought a lot. <laughs> it brought a lot up. It It's absolutely, it was like this time. It was honestly like the, I feel bad saying this because now that Oki's here, I'm like, this is the most amazing time of my life. But there was something in there was just like this field of energy that was around all of us during that time and it was it was incredible like it was so beautiful it was such a beautiful time um however it you know there was a lot of work that was being done and when we went into the bus and our whole like kind of design as to and our idea of coming you know building our bus and coming into it it was like we were just fully unlearning, relearning, um, deconditioning. Like we were doing all of that stuff anyway. And so then to bring, a, you know, a pregnancy and a birth into it, which was we had 100% trust in myself, my body, our baby. Um, but it's still, of course, like even for, you know, someone like me and Zach, who I think a lot of people would look at if, if, they, if you know us and be like, oh, they've, you know, of course, we've been on this path a while and la, la, la. But like, it was fucking, 
it was, yeah, it was confronting and there was shit that we had to work through. And I think the, the big thing for us was our little boy would go to sleep every night and we'd sit on this couch every single night or we'd lie on the floor and we would talk about everything. Like we would talk for hours. We would go through just everything, whether that was birth, pregnancy, um, like our baby's lives, what it was going to look like with two kids, like all of it. And we just debunked everything. And at times it was really uncomfortable. Um, I think where I had, I guess for me, like coming into the birthing world, I never had um, any sort of uh, a reflective experience around me. Like all I knew was that my mom had natural births, natural births at the hospital. Um, but I, there was never any like horror stories around me. There was never like my mum never spoke of any trauma that you know she had had or my grandmother had had and so for me it was just I think that when I walked into you know Tallow's pregnancy and then Oki's pregnancy I was just like a sponge and I knew which way I wanted to go and I suppose that I'm quite thankful that that was my experience because I know that you know obviously we all have such 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 different experiences and I think for me that that was a um I don't know it was just like for lack of a better term I guess it was quite easy for me to just you know walk into this and be like yep this is what I want to do I don't really have any other mm-hmm. experiences around that so I'm just going to go for it I know that's my truth I you know I know that's my way awesome. um, but I feel like we need to stop for a second and like give yourself more credit because <laughs> It's like, yes, that's awesome that you can like notice where you didn't have a ton of really, really heavy, thick trauma informed stories at your back, but you also like live in the same world as everyone else, you know, and you've also seen all the same movies as everyone else. And like, you know, you still, I think there's something to be said that you also let it be easy and you let it be simple and you let it be in aligned with who you are and what you want. And you could have easily not you know, and still gone the normal mainstream way. And, and, and I also really respect that you like really walked the fucking walk, you know? And, and yes, of course, there's not one way to do that. And, you know, whatever, that's like kind of a a, a heady, you know, sentence, I think, you know what I mean? But like, I know so many people, women who claim spiritual practice and claim, um, you know, all of this, this, consciousness raising and then go get induced and it's like what the fuck else are we like (laughs) working for if we're not taking birth as the peak spiritual experience right so yeah yeah Yeah, totally yeah um I so agree with like everything yes absolutely um but yeah it was so there was of course still all the things that came up but I think so I guess what the, the biggest thing that came up for me was at this point in time, Zach is really close to his mum. I'm really close to my mum. And um, Zach's mum, you know, had these beautiful home births, but she was also studying to be a midwife at this time. You know, she was obviously in that world and and quite different to what she had. She was, you know, just learning all these, it was just like very different ballgame to what she had been birthing in and what she'd immersed herself in during her pregnancies and births. Um, and she also lived in Western Australia and we were living in Queensland and living in the bus. So um, at this point in time, our parents knew who were obviously like the 
biggest relationships in our lives. They knew that with what we were doing, if they had anything to say about it, they would just get, we were strong enough to just be like, we'll see you later. Like, we'll see you after the pregnancy. We'll see you like, yeah, after the baby's born, we're just stop, just stop. You know, we're not right, like we're get not on board or yeah, we'll send you a photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and so I remember my mom, of course, who I'm super close to and who we were actually living with throughout, you know, the time mm-hmm. that we had first moved to Queensland. Um, she, I could tell that she was, had feelings of, she just, we'd talk about it or I was talking to her about it before I was even pregnant. She was like, yeah, wow. Okay, cool. Like, uh, and when I was pregnant and it would come up every now and then, and I could feel she was just like, to her credit, she didn't, I feel like maybe she was a bit more uncomfortable than what she let on, but she was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Like, I just want you to be safe. I just la 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 la. And I was like, yeah, I, I know, like, I know, I know, and I'm good. I'm here. And I think again, she just, she knew at this point, she trusted me and she trusted my body. And I think, I really think that she did, um, she did do that even, and she didn't portray her fears onto me or us if she did have them. Um, and I think there was a few things throughout my pregnancy. There was a few experiences um, or conversations that happened where at the time I felt like it wasn't affecting me so much. Like I walked out of the conversation. There was one conversation when we went to visit um, Zach's family in Western Australia and I was probably around 30 weeks pregnant. There was one conversation that happened with Zach's mum where I felt really strong and I felt like I was not, um, what's the word, like I wasn't defending myself. I was just like, essentially, this is my body. This is our decision. This is our baby. And I know that you trust birth and I know that you trust us. And so you just have to keep leaning into that. Um, But the conversation went on for a little bit too long and kind of kept going around in circles, as you can imagine. Um, and I walked away from it and I was like, cool. I think I, I think that like, I'm okay. And then of course, like right before I gave birth, it fully came up and I was like, how could we even go into that conversation? Like, why did that even happen? I should have just walked away. I should have been like, this is it. We're, we're done. And so I had to work through that. And then there was a few other little things that happened from people who didn't even fucking know us. Like I, yeah, which mm-hmm. I had to work through this one experience as to it was actually, again, when we were in Western Australia and it was Zach's um, mum's neighbour who had something to say, of course. And I was just so, me and Zach, I remember just staring at each other and being like, what, what? Like, who are these people? Like, get out of our lives. Um, So... And then, as you said, of course, there was still stuff that would come up for me and I would be like, well, what if this happens or what if that happens? Are we, how far away are we going to be from a hospital? And like, la, la, la. Um, But I absolutely like giving myself credit. I just fully fucking went in and I did at that time. Like I had so much trust in my body and so much trust in our baby and this journey. And I definitely think, I know that obviously not everyone can have 
a pregnancy out in nature, traveling in a caravan or a bus or whatever. But I think that that was such a huge component in me, just like protecting my space and not having fear in in it really like again of course there was stuff that came up but yeah yeah, but being able to distinguish like what's yours and do the work on that versus being in a sea of what is other people's which is what most women are navigating is just like a sea of fear from everybody around them yeah you know you got to actually like figure out what was yours and what to do about it yeah yeah and I think I gave I like we gave ourselves the space to do that and that was such a beautiful such a beautiful gift um yeah so then um I think I'll go to like a few days before he was born we were in the bus and then we were like well we better find somewhere to birth because I don't want to birth in the bus I want a bigger space so we found this beautiful little cottage um that was down in northern New South Wales and we was out in the bush on land Mm. Um, and weirdly enough we went there it was just like a little rental on a piece of land and there was like the main house and then this little house and the woman was a woman was living there like early 40s with her two girls and she had free birth her first daughter in that cottage so she was cool she was like mm-hmm. yeah this is so beautiful this is amazing like mm-hmm. if you need help with tallow when you go into labor um Aww. yeah so she was that was really nice you know she had a nice energy and she was very not invasive yeah in our so I was <clears throat> I should yeah let's like backtrack kind of maybe into around 30 25 30 weeks pregnant somewhere around there um you know throughout the pregnancy we knew that we wanted to have like a a friend someone there to help be in our space and you know we kind of contemplated having my mum there and then we were like you know what that's not the right energy no (laughs) um what where are we going to go with this who and I think at the time as well we were really coming like we had some really good friends but we were kind of all over the place because we were traveling and we'd meet people traveling. And mm-hmm. so I was like, who is a solid rock, a foundation? Um, and, you know, over the last like kind of year, uh, friendship had been blossoming, blossoming with um, one of my friends, Haley, And that relationship, this relationship with that, that I have with Haley in particular, it's just been like so much leveling up for both of us. So many sister mm. wounds come up, like so much growth. Mm. And so of course I got to this stage in my pregnancy where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to ask Haley. And I remember being like super nervous, like <laughs> as, as if she was going to say no, like, will you marry me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I reached out to her and I, you know, sent her like this voice message and I said this is what I what this is why I want you here and essentially what I wanted was what I needed was I needed to know that Tallow was safe and I needed I needed to know that he was okay amongst the roaring because I yeah I wasn't you know we watched the birth videos every single day and we watched all of like his his um his little friend's mamas give birth um and and free birth in particular, but still I was like, of course, like, I don't know, I don't know how he's going to handle it. I don't know if it's going to be too much. I knew that Haley is an incredible holder of space. Um, and I knew that it was going to be everything that I needed it to be. 
And how I envisioned it was that Haley would be with Tallow and Zach would kind of be more by my side and Haley and Tal would be like standing back a bit and playing and doing all the things. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. I had that in place. I was super excited. Like we were very excited to have Haley there. Um, and then coming up to a few days before the birth or before I went into labour, um, if, if we were calculating from my last period, it would have been like literally the day before I was 40 weeks. And I just like had this feeling in my body leading up to these days. And it was very, I didn't have it with tallow. And I just, it was, I felt like my baby should be here right now, by now. Like I was like, I, he wants to come. He wants, mm-hmm. he wants to be here, but he's not here. I have no real signs of labor. Like, it was just this weird feeling that I was like, what's kind of, what's going on? And I was talking to a couple of friends about it, like Haley and another friend. And one of my other friends, I was having this conversation with her and she was like, well, have you worked, like, how, how are you going with like all, all of the fear stuff? Like, do you have any, do you have any fears that you haven't worked through? Is there something else that you need to like touch on or think about or write out? And I was like, no, I have worked through everything. I feel like I've worked through everything. And I walked away from that conversation and just kind of sat on the couch. And all of a sudden, all of this stuff started coming up. And I was like, whoa, whoa, like what's happening? And so I was like, okay, Zach, take tallow. They went out for the afternoon. And I just sat on the couch and wrote out everything that I was feeling in my body and it was like such ridiculous sentences I would write it out and as I was writing it out I would literally laugh like and as you said I grew up I'm I'm a part of this society and I think that that's where that I as soon as I started writing I was like none of this belongs to me this is literally like shit that happens in a movie Mm -hmm. um but it's there and I I think because I know how ridiculous all of that stuff is I never really gave it two cents but then when it came to this point I was like oh well actually I have seen that in in my life and I need to just get rid of it now yes and like you have a living child you know you have a living child and you are heading into the unknown you know like even take away the the you know cultural conditioning it is spiritually energetically just like whoa you know it's just such a unknown mysterious somewhat scary somewhat everything you know just like black Mm. hole of unknownness right it's like the it's like it requires such a level of surrender and I think with the living child aspect of it that makes sense that there would just be some like big <sighs> yeah I don't even have the words that, for it yeah. just big big things yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so I wrote all this stuff out and then I again I was li- like literally laughing to myself as I was writing it out like this is so ridiculous like none of this stuff yeah is mine And so I ripped out the page from my journal and I went outside and I'm sharing this because I feel like it's such an incredible thing to do for anyone that's going through um, pregnancy and birth. And again, like for me having this moment where I was like, I feel like my baby wants to come, but 
I haven't gone into labor and I just, there was like this knowing that, okay, this, he's like, come on, mum, a little bit more, a little bit more work, like pushing me. Um, so I took out this piece of paper outside and it was like a really beautiful afternoon. He was born in um, February in Australia. So summer and just where we were, the sky. And it was just like the most radical place to give birth. It was so beautiful. And yeah, so I went outside and I just like sat on the ground. I had a lighter and I think some sage or something. And I just sat there and held this piece of paper and I was, and I repeated to myself out loud, I return this to its original owners. I return this to orig its original owners and I burnt it. And it's so wild, but honestly, I, I burnt the piece of paper and I, <laughs> I feel like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Sure. I honestly, it was like wild and I just felt so at peace. And that night I had a really good night's sleep and it was just such a nice experience. <clears throat> and then the next morning I, I had been losing my mucus plug like three days before and then a little bit more on that day. Um, and then the next morning we woke up and we were like, let's take the bus and drive to the beach for the morning. So we drove to this secluded beach that we'd never been to in the area. And we were like literally the only people on the beach and Zach and Tallow went to swim in the ocean. And I was like, I'm just going to walk up the beach. And I remember like running and jumping and dancing and just like moving my body. And um, we had this beautiful morning, just the three of us at the beach. And then we got home and Tallow was asleep and Zach came out from putting him in the bedroom. And I was just in the kitchen, like frantically making lunch, like very frantically, not my energy at all. And he was just kind of observing me and he was like, like what are you doing and I was like oh, I just I need to eat I need to eat and I think that one of the stories that I had told myself was um Tallow's labor was 22 hours all up from start to finish and I, it started at 2 a.m in the morning and I think between that whole time I had like a piece of toast mm. and some coconut water and um I was really shaky throughout some of his labor because I didn't have any sugar in my body. And so I just remember throughout the pregnancy being like, I need to have a belly full of food. I'm going to, that's going to be different this time. And so Zach was just like, okay, so I made this meal and I ate it. And as soon as I finished it, I was sitting on the couch and I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. that feels, that feels new and different. And like, I've like essentially, I guess really, profound period pain mm -hmm. and Zach was like okay cool like all right let's just keep going about our day and sure enough this period pain like period like pain um kept happening and again it was so different so it was very different to it, the experience with tallow because with tallow I woke up to a contraction mm -hmm. um and, you know, like a mild contraction, but still that was my first experience. And then I kind of slept throughout the first four hours, waking in and out of sleep. Oh. And also with Tallow's um, birth, there was a lot of resistance because it was my first baby. There was, of course, like all this unknown. I wasn't where I was at, obviously, in this pregnancy. And there was, yeah, when I look back on it, there was a lot of resistance. And I think that that could have been one of the reasons why I labored so long um you're, you're or what stuck. felt like long <laughs> yeah I know I was just thinking that 
<laughs> like I heard you say 22 hours and I was like, damn, he flew out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all oh relative, my right? It's all relative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So good. Um yeah, so yeah, it was just it was just I feel like it was an experience I didn't have with tallow to really start feeling through yeah the contractions and something else that I probably should have said before but I didn't note was um you know when me and Zach would stay up at night talking and throughout that pre- uh, throughout that journey of of pregnancy being in the bus and stuff um I would visualize and journal on how I wanted the birth to look and me and Zach would stay up all night and talk about how I wanted it to look down to like how I was going to feel um I was you know for example with with Tallow's pregnancy I was com- uh, sorry with Tallow's labor I was completely I was so inward that I wasn't really there like I wasn't present throughout the whole thing and I didn't want I wanted to be more present this time I wanted to be more present in the physical and I wanted to be able to move around I wanted to be mobile because in um, Tallow's pre- uh, labor my experience was that I was pretty much in child's pose or hanging over the fit ball the whole time. And Just I didn't... hanging on for dear life. Yeah, like literally <laughs> because of the resistance. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want that. I want to be able to totally. be a bit you know like like be with it instead yes. of just like oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and so that was a huge process for us just to constantly be visualizing and journaling on how we wanted it to look down to all the little details um yeah so it was just like a really cool experience to really feel through the contractions and as they were getting stronger and just be present and like walk around like and it was just a very different experience laboring experience for me I think it's important to say here for especially you know for first-time moms or women who are in a similar position that what you did by creating by spending that much time on playing with what you did want and talking it out loud and sharing it with your partner and revisiting it over and over again, you're, you're literally creating a reference point in your mind of familiarity, right? And so it, it quite, quite literally opens you up to be more available to have it, right? Yeah. And so obviously there's only so much we can do. We're co-creating this thing. We don't, it's not like we're in control, but to have spent, you know, it's, it's obviously related that you spent so much time visualizing it and verbal verbalizing it and then allowed yourself to have it. Right. So that then you're calling in that prayer and you're actually living that prayer because you had spent a whole pregnancy getting familiar with what the prayer was. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely that like allowing myself to have it. Like totally. Yeah, that's exactly what I did and what we did. And that was so clear to us. Like when we found this rental, I just remember looking around and being I'm like, that's where the like that's where the birth pool goes. That's that's what's in my head. That's what's been in my head. Mm. So it was so it was so wild. Um but <clears throat> yeah, so I start that first hour of of laboring. Um, the next door neighbor, like the person who owned the land, she had a six-year-old who loved tallow and her loved playing. So she'd kind of come over and Zach was like, okay, let's go over to your side of the house, like of the land. And Zach told, um, the lady that the mom that I was, you know, 
potentially in labor and so she was like cool would you want me to have towel for a few hours um and I'll bring him back around dinner time and you guys can have some time so Mm, so was yeah towel was over there Zach came back um and so that was about an, an hour later so it would have been around three and I was still having these like pretty you know I wasn't like moaning through anything I was perhaps stopping and just kind of holding my belly but there was no moaning <laughs> yet and I, I said to Zach like I think we should call Haley." and he was like you know he's like oh god we're going to be here for hours this is going to be like Tallow's birth and he was like oh like you might not even be in full-blown labor and right. I was like she's like not gonna make yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> I was like I, th- I think I think we should just call we should just call her so yeah. Zach gave her Zach gave her a call he was on the phone to her and you know I think for us we were like we didn't want her to drive three hours away if right. it wasn't yeah and um of course she was like I'm coming I don't care I don't care if that doesn't go whatever like I'm coming I'm leaving now and so we got off the, he got off the phone. And like, as soon as he got off the phone, I just like kind of half fell to the ground and like started roaring through a contraction. <laughs> and he, we just ended and we, I stood up and we just looked at each other and like started laughing. We were like, okay, definitely a good thing that Haley's coming now. And um, from that point between like three to five or five thirty ish, it was again, like, I just want to note on the, like the energy that surrounded us and surrounded that cottage it was fucking crazy like it was so beautiful and um you know even the Corinne was her name the the lady who lived on the land next door she said to us like a few days later like there was like a vortex there was something this energy surrounding us and it was again with like the the afternoon glow it was like the Mm. most beautiful time to go through labor and I don't know. I'm just so proud of us for set, how we set ourselves up like that. And it everything truly just happened exactly as it was supposed mm, to. So um, good. Yeah. So yeah, I started, you know, that two hours, I think Zach had put on some dinner for him and Tal and we were just kind of, um, I was just kind of walking around and moving through the contractions and every now and then he'd come and I'd hang off him as I'd move through one. And, um, yeah, it was super, it was super beautiful. And then Tao came back around five or five thirty ish and um, Zach, I think gave him a bath and gave him some food and he was just very prepared to be around me in that state. There was no issue. He was just like, um, I was using the fitball a lot. So he'd come up to the fitball and like rub the, the, the bottom of my back or he'd get his little cars and like drive them around my back, but like so gently and um he'd come up to me with like Zach would give him the glass of water with the straw in it and he'd come up to me between contractions and I'd sip on it and so it was very very sweet um it started getting to a point around six where um because it was summer it was still like quite light but you know it was uh, for me obviously I didn't know the time but I was looking around and being like okay it's going to be Tal's bedtime soon um and I, my contractions were getting more full on. So they were requiring me to be a lot more inwards and a lot more, um, I, I suppose I was starting to feel like I wanted Zach right next to me and I could feel 
I could really feel that there was this energy of Zach was like, okay, it's getting to this time. Tal yeah. needs me, but Nat needs me. And he was trying to, you know, he was like, come on, Haley, where are you? Like he was kind of, you know, we could, we could both feel it. And it yeah. was, he was doing his very best, which I so, so just, yeah, love. Um, but I knew that I, of course, like Tallow was going to, you know, start getting really tired and anyway, so around, around this time, I think I had said to him like, Hey, do you know how, how far Haley is? And he was like, she'll be here soon. She'll be here soon. She's not far. And then I remember hearing her car pull up and I remember Tal being like, oh, Haley's here. And it was the weirdest experience. Like I just remember she was wearing like these white flowy pants and um, where our front door was, it was like the sunlight was kind of coming down onto it and she, and they opened the door and she was there and she just looked like an angel <laughs> she seriously <laughs> she looked like an angel and I just looked at her and I burst into tears and, oh, so cute and, yeah and Tao was just so happy and you know she came and gave me a hug and just looked around and was like I think she said something about like the energy that was happening to Zach and um I am shocked and, she made it yeah this is like amazing that you told her to come so early, you know? I know. Yeah. Oh it must've been about, if yeah, it must've been about 6.30 if we'd called at three and she left straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that I haven't mentioned is that we, like I had, a, I have a YouTube channel and back then at that point it was, I was very active in posting on it. Not so much now, but I really wanted to film the birth obviously for our own you know, reference, but I wanted to be able to share that experience and what, you know, birth can, can look like. Um, so we were, that was another reason why I wanted Haley there. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, she could get some photos and maybe um, help position the camera, whatever. Like, so um, that was set up around the house and very like Zach just kind of put it on at one point, turned it on. And then, you know, an hour later, he'd maybe move it to another spot and whatever. So that was also going on. Um, but yeah, Haley came in and started playing with Tao and things started getting more intense and the birth pool was filling, filling up. And um, I, so what happened? I remember Zach coming over to me because the birth pool was like on one side of the house and I was on the other on the football. <clears throat> And he was like, do you want to, you know, get in the pool? And I think I just remember thinking like, surely it's way too soon to get in the water. But I was like, okay, let's do that. So in between contractions, he helped me kind of stand up and walk towards the pool. And as I got to the edge of the birth pool, I started moving through a contraction. So I kind of just like fell to the ground and started roaring. (laughs) And from that point on, that must have been around 7.30 or something, maybe 7, I didn't move from there. So that was where he was going to be going to be born. Um, I couldn't get in the pool. I was literally holding onto the birth pool as like a, you know, and every time a contra- contraction would come, I'd be like, hold on to it, raw, let it go. <laughs> um, and so at this point as well, Tallow was getting quite tired and there was this, there was this one point um, which I want to I mention because I feel like it was, again, my own, 
I want to be better at it in my next pregnant, uh, sorry, in my next birth when I have my next baby. And essentially what happened was, you know, I did have quite a bit of, is he okay? Like just that was the one thing that I could have let go of more during that labor. Is Tal okay? Like he was so fine. He was having a great time and um, he wasn't concerned at all. And there was this one stage when I was on all fours and Haley was kind of behind me um, pressing down on my hips and stuff when I was going through a contraction. And I started moving through a contraction quite vocal, quite vocally. And I looked up because I was kind of looking down. And as I looked up, I would have had this like bewildered look in my eyes, you know, like very much in the vortex. And I saw Tallow right in front of me. And as soon as I, as soon as I saw him, he was, he was fine. And as, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, like, what's he doing right in front of me? Where's Zach? Why isn't Zach with him? And he felt that energy and he just burst into tears and ran over to Zach, who was just walking over from getting a glass of water. And I just remember being like, you have to be with him. You have to be with him. And I just remember Haley like whispering to me, like, Nat, he's fine. Like, like he's so fine. Um, (laughs) And from that point, Zach put him in the carrier and was trying to get him to sleep. So they were just kind of, and it, so it turned out that actually what Tello needed was he needed Zach and Haley was with me for like two hours on the ground, moving, you know, helping me move through, just being there for me, holding space for me. And she did such a friggin' incredible job at that. I'm so grateful that we asked her to be there. Um, so Tello fell asleep and Zach went into the bedroom and was trying to put him down. But every time he'd put him down, I would start roaring and then he would sit up and then Zach would put him on his shoulder and try and pat him to sleep and back and forth, back and forth. He's like a Monty um, Python skin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But I also, I mean, I hear you on like wanting to release even more, but I also feel like it's the mind's job to find something to trip on mm. and like, maybe you will reach some ascension level birthing enlightenment, but like, it'll probably just be that you'll trip on something different next time. And that's not a problem. Like that's, that's literally the mind's job is to be like, like the, the, the primal, you know, the primal part of you is assessing your whole environment constantly when you're in labor, right? You, you know that, of course. And so that's going to happen every time you birth, where a part of you is going to be like, are my kids okay? Am I okay? That's like yeah. the running backtrack. Like, am mm. I okay to do this, right? And then the rest of you is doing it. So I don't think that that's... Yeah, that's so... Know. Yeah, that's Good so luck, great. let me know. Yeah, yeah I will. I will. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's so true it's and it's so like nice to hear that reflection because of course like of course you can't that as you said it's the mind's job there's always going to be something whatever it is and so yeah obviously that's what it was for me at that time um we get to this point where I'm like I say uh my my um my the noises that I'm making change and they changed the exact same way that they changed when I was um, birthing, you know, in labor with tallow. And it got to the point where I was pushing and Zach's in the other room and he's hearing the change in the voice. <laughs> and he's like, okay, uh, all right, 
and he's starting to pick Tallow up to put him back in the sling to then walk out because he knows that it's getting serious. And I, uh, th- as he's thinking that, I say to Haley, Haley, I can feel his head. Mm-hmm. I can feel the baby's head. And Haley kind of was like, yeah, whatever, Nat. Like, you know, and she's like, okay. Um, and she looks down and sees that his head is crowning and screams to the, at the top of her lungs, um, Zach! Like, try and get him to come out. Subtle, Haley. Yeah. (laughs) So she's like, Zach. And he um, had already caught on and was running out of the bedroom. And as he's running out and, like, falls to the ground with Tello in the sling next to me, um, his head comes out. Like, the rest of his head comes out and his body comes out. did Tello stay asleep? So he was um, very starry. He was awake at that point. But not freaking out. No, he was very much like half awake, half yeah, asleep. I think, that's nice. I think, I think you've seen that photo from right after birth where they're, we're all on the ground and Tal's mm. in the sling okay. and you can see his eyes are like super glassy. I'm going to look it up. Um, but yeah, so his body comes out and Haley actually caught him and oh. then she caught him from behind because I was like, Haley, get him. So yeah, he came out and Haley handed him through me because yeah, I was on all, mm-hmm. all fours and I kind of grabbed him and... Um, I held him to my chest and as he came out, like as his head was coming out, he made this little like the tiniest little cry <clears throat> and that was it. And it was like we all felt like it was just him letting us know that he was okay totally. and well. And like, so I came out, yeah, put him on my chest and he was just like asleep on my chest, just like breathing and just like so sweet, just mm. asleep. And tallow and tallow was just you know we were just like oh my god you know all the all the things all of the emotions and I was just like oh my god I did it we did it we did it I think I just kept saying like we did it and tallow was looking at him and then we looked and saw that he was another little boy and we were like this is like you've got a baby brother and he's like you know (laughs) dozing off half asleep um and so we you know sat there and for about 15 minutes maybe 10 minutes and then um we moved from we had like a little uh, a mattress on the floor next to the couch set up so I went on the mattress and um Tello Zach went and put like finally put Tello back down to sleep and then the three of us just sat on this mattress and they were you know both of them were tending to me and um as we went on on in the night so it was from like I went into labor at two. He was born at 8.45. Um, and there was a point where I had said to Zach at like three in the afternoon, I was like, I'm going to be holding this baby by nine o'clock tonight. And Zach did not believe me, but he was like, yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And so then we just hung out in the, you know, the newborn bliss bubble, just in absolute awe and amazement. And just, he opened his eyes and started, it was just, like the most incredible experience ever. Um, Do you remember much about your placenta? Yeah, so about an hour, maybe just over an hour after he was born, um, I had I was just sitting on, like lying, kind of lying on the couch with Oki and, you know, he fed straight away and all that. Um, and we had the metal bowl ready and, yeah, about after an hour I just I looked at them and I was like, I think it wants to come out. I think I'm ready to try, like maybe just try and push. And so 
Zach was next to me holding Oki and we had the ball. I just kind of like propped myself up, put the ball underneath me, pushed and it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, like as soon as I said it would, it would. Um, and then we kept his cord attached for maybe a couple more hours. And then before we went to bed, we clamped it and cut it. Um, and then we just went to bed as like right. a family of four. Like with, it was just woke up the next morning and Tello looks over and he's like, baby. And we're like, yeah, baby. Life. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It's just always the most like crazy and mundane thing all at the same time. It's so weird. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly how to explain it. Yeah. So how old is the younger baby? He's 18 months now. Okay. Yeah. And so how does it feel to be a family of four and to be this powerful free birthing wild mother? Now? <laughs> yeah. Like that experience cha- like really changed so much for us or just like, it's, it feels good. And it was such a huge, like, honestly go- going from one kid to two kids, like one kid was a breeze and we felt it was just so natural and it didn't, like change anything real like it changed a lot but like you know we still traveled we still did all these things it didn't feel how society makes you think it's going to feel and then we had our second baby and um even with this you know euphoric birth and pregnancy like my postpartum was pretty wild it was pretty full-on um for a while there especially the first eight months um and also he was born like two weeks before everything went mental with everything that's going on in the world so I was just like in full like mama lioness mode like how do we what do we I need to keep them safe I need to just you know like all the all of that like yeah unnecessary anxiety as well um so it was big it was really big it was really big for us to go through Mm -hmm. it, it all and we just feel like at the beginning of this year that we had started we started getting things kind of down packed and now we feel I mean, it's still wild. Every day is a fucking ride. Like two children is just, yeah, it's wild. But they're, now that Oki's um, big and walking around, they're like the best of friends. They you know, play with each other and they keep each other occupied. Um, mm, but it nice. was, Living yeah, it was definitely, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a big shift though. So yeah. Awesome. But we're doing good. Well, where can women find you? You mentioned you had a YouTube channel. Why don't you tell everyone where people can find you if they want to go see your birth video and your beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So um, my Instagram, uh, both my Instagram and my YouTube is um, Natalie Alaska. So just how you spell those. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do share more on my Instagram right now about just like, you know, the kind of wild life that we're living. And I share a lot about birth because I'm very passionate about that, but about other things as well. And then, yeah, if you were to type in Natalie Alaska free birth or home birth on YouTube, you would, the video would come up, you'd find my channel and yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And that's it for today, my sisters. Check out everything we do, including one-on-one and group coaching, learn about our private membership, in-person retreats, and more on freebirthsociety.com. 
Our online courses are on freebirthsocietycourses.com, including our flagship course, The Complete Guide to Free Birth. Don't miss the Radical Birthkeeper School if you're ready to become the authentic midwife that women are searching for. Together we rise, and the revolution starts inside each of us. I'll leave you with our Free Birth Society theme song, Wild Woman by Aruba Red. I honor you for the wisdom you held, the ancient traditions of plant medicine and womb magic. I feel the spirit of the ancestors as I place my hands upon my belly. This sacred portal will be honoured. Eons upon light beams of survival withstanding the eradication of our power by design. I will not allow the separation of our young to be forced upon me. My sisters will no longer birth in captivity. The picket line redefined from burning our wild women to paralyzing us and drugging our babes. Strapped down in a clinical white bed, drying up the milk from our breasts, keep your needles. My family will never again be doomed to chase those dragons or your poison. We reject your fear. We choose love. Everything with intention. Death ascension, I will fly and bring her back from the stars. Conscious 